the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. I am indeed your host, Lindsay Barnett. It's, I say this every week, I'm sounding like a broken record at this point. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. It's been a crazy 24 hours in the province of Ontario. And so had to check in with London Free Press reporter, Ryan Payette, because I love hockey as much as the next Canadian. And I'm getting a little concerned here. But first of all, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Just hanging out in the basement, uh, trying to get the work done. So maybe enjoy some of that sunshine outside. Absolutely. We'll take it while we can, eh? Um, I got to know, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot right off the top, but what's going on with the OHL season? I'm starting, last time we spoke, I was so optimistic. I'm starting to kind of lose steam with that. (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody is... um, kind of if you're you're to gauge uh, like last couple couple weeks we were you know we had a full tank of optimism and now we're we're sputtering towards empty here um i i talked to the league uh you know when when the provincial lockdown came in effect the latest uh, you know month long 28 day lockdown came into effect i said okay are you still because now we're pushed into may now for a potential puck drop in the ohl and i said are you are you still wanting to do this and they said we remain committed as always to, to, to get the teams back on the ice. And, you know, each day that passes, each week that passes, and, you know, you wonder how, how is this going to happen? How is it going to be possible? They they're, they're, say there's no real drop-dead date, but to me the drop-dead date is you have to have something before the NHL draft in July because if you don't, what was this, all, this, all, all this for anyway? Um, the, the NHL draft, they want to see the players play. They haven't got to see uh, a lot of them play, the ones that they want to pick because of this situation. So the OHL needs to find a way to get them on the ice. If that's, a, if that's w- when we're allowed to open the rinks again and get back in the rinks, they need to at least, at minimum, gather the kids that are up for the NHL draft, put them in some sort, put divide jerseys, throw sticks like we used to in the old days to pick teams or something like that, at least do that. If we can get the London Knights playing the Kitchener Rangers, the OS Sound Attack, that that to me that's that's kind of in pipe dream territory now. But if we if we can do that, that would be fantastic. Everybody would love to see it. But there are a lot of steps that need to be taken before we even get that far. But please uh, find a way to get these kids uh, looked at by the scouts. The scouts are are waiting there, ready to watch them. They just need to uh, find a way to make it happen and for it to be safe, of course. Absolutely. I think the big question is too, and I don't know that anybody is going to be able to answer this except for the players themselves, but what kind of shape are these guys in like hockey rinks closed province wide? I know they're at an elite status versus say a house league peewee team. Gyms are now closed though. Are these guys even in any kind of physical shape to get going and put their best foot forward for these NHL scouts? Oh yeah, like I I would say, Lindsay. Um, I can't speak for all of them, but uh, these kids are more highly motivated kids. They'll be in shape. I, I I've been really surprised. You know, like obviously I haven't covered a game in a, a almost a year and a half now, but I I've watched the NHL. I've watched the NBA. Starting to watch the MLB baseball. I you know I, I talked to the Olympians. Uh, you know Maggie McNeil here, the world champion swimmer. 
she was breaking all kinds of records. And not too long ago, she was swimming in her back, her parents' backyard pool trying to get ready. The, the, the football players are finding ways. Um, you know, I talked to the Brown twins, I remember, and they were, they, they built a gym in, the, in, their, in their grandparents' garage. They, these people are very industrious and, and they're, you know, they, they're doing things that I really couldn't believe that they'd be able to do. I thought things would come back sloppy. I thought there'd be all kinds of, you know, errors on, on the ice, for instance, or in the field and that sort of thing. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised at how, how good quality the, the, um, the, the TV viewing's been and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I'm amazed at some of the things these athletes are able to do and, and the resilience they've shown. And I think the OHL players will be no different. Most of them have found ways to get on the ice and, you can guarantee that they've all been working out even in their basements at home. Um, you know, I think we probably all should do, I should do a little more sit-ups and all that, but they're, they've got the teams pushing them. They, they meet as groups weekly. Sometimes, um, you know, I talked to Ben Buhold who, who hasn't played a game for the Knights. He was their first pick. And he says, the team's always engaging with me. Mark Hunter calls me once a week to see what I'm doing and how I'm doing. And it, it's, it, it's amazing that we, we think, you know, because we don't see them on a week-to-week basis, like at the rink, to kind of catch up on them, but they are doing things. And I, I do believe that when they do get on the ice, that people will be surprised at the quality uh, they're able to see. Well, I think the old saying rings true. All I just kept thinking about was where there's a will, there's a way. And I think you're absolutely right. These kids are definitely hungry. Like you said, if we do see a season, and I'm skeptical at best at this point, as are a lot of OHL fans. Is it actually going to be safe? We're watching COVID-19 and the variants rip through a professional, the Vancouver Canucks right now. That is scary. Like their season likely done 18 players testing positive out of the 22 so far. Do you see protocols actually being in place that will make it safe for the OHL to play? Yeah, not today. Um, I, I think what really concerned me was with these variants, when, when we started to see, like you look at the university, I, I looked at the universities closely because these are the, and, and the high schools, because these are the kids, uh, the, the ages these kids that are in the league are, are at. And I mean, the, the OHL return to play plan, if you're going to have bubbles and you're going to put these kids in, the, the plan was to put them in university, out west they've got them at university dormitories. And, and that would be the plan here to get them in, into an apartments or dormitories. Well, now we're seeing outbreaks of, of kids of that age and, and happening at schools like Western and Waterloo. Uh, and these are, the, these are the, where you'd house these kids. So, uh, you know, obviously with, with try to isolate them from any students that may still be, you know, on campus or, or around. I know they're, they're trying, the schools are trying to tell the kids to go home right now, but, and, and that's the thing, like, they're telling the kids to go home. And I, I think the OHL would, you, you know, there's a lot of smart people making those decisions and the OHL follows that closely. They, they followed what U sports did. The U sports was one of the first uh, with the Western Mustangs. They canceled all the, all their sports early. And I, to the point where I thought, is, is this maybe a little too early to cancel, you, you know, back in the fall, but they, you know, they, they thought they saw what was coming. So, um, you know, I, I think the OHL, they look, look around at that. And as much as you want to say, well, they, you know, they're playing in Quebec, they're playing in the Western league, you know, they're playing in the pros, they're playing in the NCAA, the NCAA frozen four tournaments happening in the U S this week. Um, 
you know, it doesn't look possible here. And, you know, you try to, <laughs> it's a cottage industry now of making, you know, what if we do this and put them here or move them up to the Sioux because they only have 10 cases and all that. And, you know, I think the OHL stance has always been, and this is fundamentally why they're not playing one case. It, if we start up and there's one case, it's too many. And you see that from all the other leagues that started the NCAA, the, the, the Quebec league, the Western League has a team not playing right now because of COVID outbreak. The, the province and the OHL was always, well, what's the long-term effects? Is this, if, if the kids get this COVID-19 or the variant of it, what's going to be the long-term effect? And I, I think there's, there's something to be said for that. The cautiousness that frustrates us, it may, may pay off in the long run if, if any of this leads to stuff. We, we don't know what's going to happen. The Vancouver Canucks, everybody's watching that. And there's no way the OHL would stand for any of that happening because they, they want the parents when they send their kids to go play OHL hockey to trust that they're going to send them back in the same state that, that they went. And a little more mature and a little more worldly, but the same health, health mental and physical standpoint that, that they left with. So um, it, it, that, that's, that's kind of why they're not playing because one case – is, is too much. And that's why people said, well, it's a travesty. The OHL hasn't been on the ice. Well, it, at the other end of it's nice that not one COVID case can be, can be traced to OHL playing hockey. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I think there's also, obviously the States is vaccinating at a way more rapid pace than we're seeing here, not only in Ontario, but uh, nationwide here in Canada, what happens to these players who maybe live in Europe or don't live in Canada is that kind of off the table if the league is able to sort this out in some capacity and we are moving ahead with a condensed season, what is that even going to look like with players who are not already north of the border? Well, I think last time we talked, like, what are we doing with the three American teams? Well, let this alone, is it, right? Let alone the t- teams in, in Europe, right? So, um, you know, I, I think a great example, Lindsay, is uh, I talked to Connor McMichael uh, on the weekend uh, and he scored you know, you got two more goals and he scored the game winning goal for the fourth time this year for the Hershey bears in the pros. He he's 20 years old as, as we all know, and he's leading the, the Hershey bears in scoring American hockey league pro, professional team. He's leading them in scoring. So do you think the Hershey bears want, if, if the OHL gets started, do you think they want to send them back? Not a chance. And I, I think, so this year, I think you need to put aside, you know, the, the fact that you have guys that in Europe and you have guys like, like that 19 year olds, uh, 20 year olds that are, that are playing pros, you got to let them stay there. You can't, the OHL rule is no, if we start, you got to come back. I think you got to waive that. And I, I you know, I, there's been nothing uh, decided about that, but that's the way you got to go. You got to let Connor McMichael, you got to let Antonio Stranges down in Texas, Luke Evangelista who waited more than almost anybody to play one game. And it was great to see he got a point. Uh, for the Chicago Wolves the other night, his first professional point in like his, and he's played two or three games. And, you, you know, you got to let those guys stay because they work so hard. And as you know, Connor McMichael, how many quarantines did he go through uh, throughout, throughout the last six months? He, he's, you know, you know he's, he saw a lot of a hotel room and now living on his own in Hershey. But you got you got to let these guys stay where they are and play. And it, I don't think anybody will, will fault that. At the same time, the, the OHL, when the OHL's transfer agreement with the NHL expires, they need to, David Branch needs to protect that, and they got to make sure that the the, Connor, the upcoming Connor McMichael's, like so Evangelista and Stranges, you got to make sure those kids are back in the OHL this year because not only does it help their development, 
to, to stay in the OHL and play against their peers. It, it also, um, even though they could play at the pro level, it, it, it's very important to the league because these guys sell tickets here. Connor McMichael isn't selling any tickets in, in her, people in Hershey aren't going to the, they have 860 people at the game the other night. They're, they're, he's not, he's not selling any tickets there. He'll be selling tickets when he goes to Washington and he sells tickets in markets like London. And so the OHL needs to, even though they the, the NHL teams have seen, oh my God, these kids could play and dominate at the American league level. It's important that the, for, for the health of the league, uh, you know, as much as this has affected it already, it, it, they need, they need to have that transfer agreement in place. The, the one they've had for, for many, many years. Definitely. I'm going to be a little unfair to you. And so I'm going to apologize in advance. You won't be the first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously you're not a fortune teller. You don't have a crystal ball, but your knee jerk reaction right now, do you think we are going to see an OHL season this year? No, I, I, I really, I just like sitting here in my basement with nothing open and, and, you know, we're going to be curbside picking up our groceries looks like for the, for the time being, uh, I, I can't see how it, uh, how it can happen. They're, they're working on it. I'm sure they're working on it, but you need money from the government to get this going. You need, you need a safe place to go. And I, I think Lindsay, that, that the best case scenario is like I laid out earlier, you, you know, have get, get the kids that need to be drafted together, get them in some sort of rink somewhere, test them, t- test them as much as you can and play for a week or two and, and get them looked at by the scouts. That, that's, that's kind of, the best case scenario. If, if, if they find a way to get, I, I will eat my words. If they find a way to get their, <laughs> I think a lot of people will, if they find a way to get jerseys, hand out jerseys and get, get teams playing Knights versus, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, Owen Sound or Guelph or something like that. I, I, no one would be happier, right? Bring a tear to my eye and a lot of people's eyes to, to see that again. Cause really it's been a long time. And, that, and we're starting to worry about the fall too. Like, are, are they going to be able to start when they normally do in, in September and October? Um, that's up for grabs now too. So thinking about this season and, and I'm talking to the people I do that there's not, there's nothing coming down the pike and that optimism, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have to be replaced, you know, have to be replaced by hope at this point. I want you to know if you do have to eat your words, I would be happy to sit next to you and also shed a tear. Um, yeah, <laughs> you will not be alone if for some reason, some miracle happens. Um, I do want to thank you so much again for your time, Ryan. I look forward to these chats and our updates. You're so well connected. And I, I may be naive here, but I still, I'm not ready to just completely throw in the towel on this. I'm, I'm painfully optimistic. Um, but until next time, I don't well, know. You're a leaf, you're a leaf fan, right? Yeah. A glutton for punishment. You you're right. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, if you've been enjoying these podcasts, thank you so much for joining us. You can find us Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, YouTube, of course, over at lfpress.com. We're going to be back again next Thursday with another update about something. Lots happens in a week until then take care. 